took the podcast equipment to regionals and we, we interviewed people, but it was just premium content. It was just athletes and I did not swear for the most part. And I didn't even do most of the talking. And so they're not podcasts. They were just these, they were just content um, that we were trying to get to put in the journal that was um, premium content and give people access to the regionals that they normally wouldn't get. But it's not a podcast. Is that? They weren't published on iTunes. The premiums, the premium content, we're just talking about the journal subscribers? Yeah, basically, like 95% of the content in the journal is free, but like 5% of yeah. it is premium and you have to pay for it. And so when I went to regionals, I worked my normal 12-hour day and then stayed after the regionals and begged athletes like Josh Bridges to come on so we could interview them and give people kind of like, oh, since you, since you pay for the journal, you can get some like even right. better access. Of course. Yeah. Which makes sense. Dear CrossFit HQ team, thank you for your hospitality in March and letting me share my story. I love what you guys are doing there to spread a positive, healthy message so, to so many people, even though you guys can't read. You're, me, you're making a difference. Here are a few shirts from my home gym here in Seattle as a thank you for your hospitality. Much, much love, Justin Garrett. That's really cool. Seven, look it, and he even wrote our names. Um, Sevon Medium, Eric Large, Matt Large, Kristen Tanktop. Woo woo. This is a guest we had on. Guy lost like... 200 pounds came in here with his girlfriend how's his skin he's got I, I, I want to say I, I, I have I get him and um, John Glaude and a few of the others who've lost that m much weight confused but um, some of the details but uh, one of the guys said he had 15 pounds of too much skin on him and he was debating whether to get it removed or not it would suck if you got it removed and then put on back on at 100 pounds. <laughs> right? Yeah. We, the guests that we've had on twice are Greg Glassman, Brooke Entz, Ronnie Teasdale. Anyone else you can think of? Uh, Bob, Bob Spear. Oh, Bob. Yeah, maybe, Dr. Bob. Maybe three times. <sighs> Is Bob the guy that did, that drew that heart? Yeah. He was here last time you were yeah. here, like not on the show, but I think you hung mm -hmm. out with him a little bit. Yeah. So these are cool shirts, and the gym is Kirkland CrossFit. Kirkland, like the like uh, Costco. Costco. <laughs> yeah, is that, is that, is that, is that, is yeah. there a relationship? The, the Kirkland signature. Hey, Leaf, yeah, how are you? Oh, you're not waiting for Matt? Uh, we never wait for Matt. We wait for Matt, the shows would only What's be 30 there? minutes long. Right. Hi, Matt. I got coffee, thank you. What about me? I'm doing, uh, so uh, I don't think we've done a podcast in six weeks. What do you think? I feel like I just got back from summer vacation. Yeah, it's crazy. That's how many we have. That's how many we had in the can. I'm missing a button. Hey, that is hilarious. You come in wearing a shirt that just, I mean, it, it, it barely has any of the, of the qualities that you would call a shirt, and then you dare say it's missing a button. How many buttons does your shirt have that are, like, functional? Four. But you only have two of them buttoned. And you got one in the pocket, too. Ooh. Give you that. Ronnie came over last night, and I go, hey, do you want to do, do a load of wash? Because I know he'd been on the road. And he goes, <clears throat> no. I said, okay. And he kind of, like, chuckled or something. And then there was some, like, exchange. And then somehow it came out that he washes his clothes in juice. 
<laughs> juice <laughs> with nuts. <laughs> juice, <laughs> juice and nuts. What, um, what, what, what you, kind of juice and what kind of nuts? I promised that when he came over yesterday too. I was like, okay, we really can't talk, and he's like, and he's like, yeah, I know. So that we could talk on the podcast. The show, yeah. yeah, yeah. You and I haven't talked in weeks. We've got a lot of material. Okay, Ronnie. How, how does someone like Ronnie Teasdale, um, who goes from successful affiliate owner to washing their clothes in nuts? Uh, and what does that mean? You wash your clothes? In yeah, nuts? it's some sort of nut. I forget. But uh, it's got saponins, which I guess is how soap started. Uh, can't remember the type of nut, but you just throw these nuts in the washing machine and then it washes your clothes. But I don't know, I don't really get dirty, or at least I don't smell. These clothes I've been wearing this entire trip. So Yeah, I you don't smell. I've mm. hugged you a few times. You don't even smell. Now, some people don't get bad odor. I've never really been an odor guy. You think that's because you're Chinese? <laughs> I'm not Chinese. I know. I know. He's I mean, Chinese. I guess we all are Chinese. Um, one this, level. this also came in the mail while we were gone. Um, Sevon, Matt, and team. I guess that's you, Eric. Me, team. Um, thank you for the wonderful podcast that covers more than just the elite CF athletes. Um, keep up the great work. Hope the t shirts fit. Please give them to whomever you wish. Travis at CrossFit Crush in Sentinel, Colorado. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's cool. That like, sure is badass for that, Jim. I don't think he meant for me to give it to you, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. <laughs> Ronnie Teasdale's going to be rocking. I'm not a play. I just crush a lot. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's that is cool. sick. Okay. You, Does it say CrossFit Crush on it anywhere? Crush. We had Crush in the front. It's a CrossFit, though. That makes it even more... Fuck this shirt. No, it's cool. <laughs> Are you medium? Yeah. Okay. And hey, and the cool thing is, Travis, um, Ronnie will wear that shirt probably like for six months straight. So you'll get a <laughs> lot of fucking miles. You just got to give it a good nut washing and it'll be good to go. You're going to see that on his Instagram soon. Uh, so I had a friend over yesterday who started off as a CrossFitter and now he works out at some CrossFit ripoff gym. It's kind of a little frustrating. You met him. My buddy's uh -huh. over at the house visiting from the UK. And I was asking what kind of workouts they do, and the, the only the only Olympic lifting they do, I don't even know if you call it Olympic lifting, the only bar, barbell work that they do is deadlifts, okay. um, and they don't do anything with intensity. and But but it's it's all the CrossFit movements, but without intensity. And all, all the functional movements. Yeah. And then we started talking about licensure, and I almost fucking lost my mind, because he was telling me, trying, he was gonna try to tell me about the importance of licensure, licensure and have government have an overseeing body of movements walking into the lion's den and for those of you who don't understand how bad that is like part of me wants to hit you with a bat and another part of me wants to be like super duper patient with you and explain it to you about the dangers of having the government tell you what movements you should and shouldn't do so just two things i want to point out to you for the last 40 years the government's been saying it's okay to eat sugar uh low fat high carb diets and the government is also um, and, and, or, and the people who are dominant in the fitness space have been saying don't squat below parallel. Those two things alone have caused countless deaths and injuries. And, the, and, and those were the authorities before they were CrossFit. Now, those of you who've only been do, who've, who are only 20 years old and like you're born and raised on CrossFit, you're not going to understand really how dangerous the space um, that we're coming from is. Not was, is. It's still out there. The Coca-Cola, the Pepsi, the NSCA, the people who are like 
who, who, who were the former um, guards of health and nutrition, they're still out there. But please realize there is no one who knows better than your local CrossFit gym on how to move and how to eat. There's no program better than the L1. Now, whatever, whatever issues you have with those things, there is nothing better out there. All of the other sources are corrupt. And for the doctors who are offended by what's perceived by them to be doctor bashing couldn't be further from the truth. All of us would love to have a doctor when we roll our car or when our pistol accidentally goes off in our pocket. But the smart doctors out there know that, that they're not equipped to give nutritional advice unless they're CrossFitters or to give movement advice unless they're CrossFitters. I just got a uh, uh, DM the other day from a med student in New Zealand, and he's been going to med school for four years, and he goes, they have not talked one time about preventative medicine. It's all, it's, it's all about managing disease. It doesn't pay the bills. Have you, have you researched, <clears throat> I think, all no. a lot of the... <laughs> <laughs> we preempt you on that one. Have you, has, has there been any research here about who owns the universities, the med schools? Oh, because isn't it the pharmaceutical companies? You, you, mean, you mean like when a, when a pharmaceutical company gives the chair of some school, like to start a new department, $5 million, and that chair is now being run by Bayer or whoever? Yeah. I mean, I haven't done that research. I've, I, I know there's, people, there, there's a ton of evidence on it. Right. And there's a ton of books on it. Matter of fact, we should, we should do a, a book list. And it's real obvious. This isn't conspiracy shit. Yeah. It's like it's it's. But pharmaceutical companies and you know medical instrument manufacturers are pretty deeply <laughs> rooted in the United States, probably in the world. I was I was digging through the S and P five hundred yesterday, and why uh, were you doing that? I just are you balling? It's just a rabbit hole. No, not balling at all. Just mm-hmm. curious. And some of the most deeply rooted companies in the S and P five hundred are medical instrument manufacturers. I, it's crazy. I think I just saw a list. The, the, the most valuable companies in this, in this country are, the, it's, it's energy, pharmaceuticals, and there's one more. Tech. Tech, yeah. I read a book 12, 13 years ago called The 100-Year Lie, which is about the chemical re- revolution. And that's a good book to start with. The 100-Year Lie. Yeah. Just how everything has chemicals in it and and yeah it's it's a staple of our economy we we've been in a lawsuit with the um nsca for fabricating and falsifying data in a study and publishing it and other i want to say 200 other publications maybe it's more also then cited that false and fabricated study well recently i think just yesterday or the day before um their insurance company said hey we're not defending you and they're we're, we're like several years into this case Mm -hmm. and the evidence is so damning now they are in big big trouble you guys should google that nsca versus crossfit and look at that and those before crossfit around was around they were the guards to fitness and health and they are corrupt to the core yeah they were the authority they were the authority so is the answer no authority like that that begs the question, right? Because if there is an authority, the authority is going to spend most of its resources protecting the authority of themselves, right? They're going to self-preserve, which is going to lead to corruption and lying to make sure that the other sort of dogs coming up don't replace them. But what, 
how how does yeah like it's it's tricky right it's capitalism yeah. and free markets versus um public safety i mean i don't i don't know i don't know i don't know about how how beauty schools work or like how supercuts works or how hair salons work but you would think that you know there's a lot of licensure around those right you got to go to school for several years before you can start a business and charge people to cut their hair and and, and i don't know this and i'm sure someone's going to write in and say but the, the only reason why i would even think remotely that would be important to have licensure around there is for health reasons so like lice doesn't spread or something like that but i don't even know if that's true or hype because like i don't need the person who cuts my hair to be licensed i would just mm -hmm. be like hey ronnie where'd you get your hair cut your shit looks dope i actually and offered I, to give him a mohawk this morning <laughs> He, he said no? Yeah. I don't know if I said no, but I started getting, like, antsy. Why? Because I never had a mohawk. That seems so unlike you. We're having a, a doctor's seminar um, this weekend. It'll be the third. Um, by the way, if you, if, if you want to take a quick look at, at, at what Greg Glassman calls the mess, and I equate it to the prison system, once you go in, you're just, it's a revolving door. You can go to CrossFitHealth.com, and you can see... Greg is slowly and methodically laying out the mess that is the healthcare system. And it's amazing. Yeah, and if you want to learn more, there's going to be a uh, group of people, I think seven people talking at the games. CrossFit Health. At CrossFit Health, yeah. Is that sold out? I don't know if it's sold out. It's free to go to. And I know there's a waiting list. Oh, there's a waiting list. It's okay. conference. Conference, conference thank you. That was the word that was escaping me. The conference. Well, that's also our domain name, conference. There we go. Anyways, if you want to go, go to conference.crossfithealth.com and you can register. Oh, they're the speakers. Yeah. So, so originally, uh, first time I met Ronnie was probably at a regional. He was famous for his his shorts. You always wore those jean cutoff shorts, and then you, and you had two affiliates that were um, notorious infamous and popular and um one of your gyms was in a bad neighborhood and you'd gotten some bad press around some pranks you'd played there and then you were in a competition one time and there was some press around y your altercation you had with a referee and then and and when i was just a when i wasn't the man here at crossfit um and i was just a, a, a journalist i wasn't allowed to cover that story and then finally when um i got a little more wiggle room and clout <laughs> I saw you at the regionals. I said, "Oh, I'm going to cover this guy," and so I did behind the scenes, and um, like I feature all bunch of the different athletes. Uh, I featured you, and um, you were you were amicable and friendly with the camera, and we had an awesome discourse. And um, when that piece published, it was interesting because um, for no apparent reason to me, like. Um, People just some people just have an adverse reaction to you, like they see you as some polarizing character. And mm -hmm. like I think like after like three or four times now I've interacted with you, I get it. It seems childish to me, but I think just like even your most subtle and benign, um, um, not benign, benevolent thoughts, even some of your most subtle and benevolent thoughts, if they cause people to question their reality, they they just get angry with you. Like they want to hate the messenger. Like, you'd be like, that's not a ladybug. That, like, what did you say? At my, was that you who worked at my house? <laughs> like, so I bought a bunch of ladybugs for my kids yesterday, and Ronnie says, are those ladybugs, or are those those Japanese knockoff imitation ladybugs? Is that you who said that? Yeah. <laughs> and I could see some Bullshit people. Bullshit on your ladybugs. Yeah, yeah, and some people would be like, what's he talking about? 
why would I buy those for my kid? And it's like, no, that's a fair question. It's like, and um, is that, do, are you are you aware of the adverse reaction people have to you? Adverse yes. might not be the right word, but the the kind of the pushback you get, even from some of the just, I mean, benevolent, kind, like you'll do something kind and people are pushing back on it. Yeah, I've dealt with this my whole life. Even when you, so, uh, and, and, and so then I had you on the podcast and um, we talked about your whole entire history, um, and th- 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 there were just two two sides: either love you or hate you, which I kind of like you watching you go through because that seems to be all the comments I get. <laughs> um, by the way, I'm really I am going to try to s- s- cut back on the swearing. I read some YouTube comments, and then my mom had to talk to me again this weekend. It keeps getting to me. Um, that's that's the final blow, huh? I don't know if it's the final blow, but it's getting to me a little bit. Did your mom bring out the wooden spoon? I just don't want people not to listen because I'm just dropping massive F-bombs. Yeah. I mean, it's I, we talked about this, I think, in the first episode. It has to do with delivery. Yeah. So, and I felt bad also. Actually, this is why. In that Nicole O'Coin video, people were like, your swearing was completely out of control, blah, blah, blah. And, I'm, and I started actually thinking about how, how that made her look. I didn't really care how it made me look, but I'm mm. like, she was on the show, and that might, like... Did you go through some things on the break? No. You all right? <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay. I just want to check good. in. No, no, no. I'm good. <laughs> I, I, didn't even, I didn't even break. I just kind of was just like kind of absent from the office. Oh, okay. So you, um, Ronnie um, Teasdale, so then, then you were on the podcast, um, which I thought was, was a blast. It, t- it took me down. Uh, uh, I, I found it inspirational and um, uh, invigorating. Yeah, um, I even, loved it. Even if I didn't um, don't agree with you on things, um, y- your treatment of life as a, a test case in your own personal laboratory—my words, not yours—inspires mm-hmm. me. Like, hey, stay awake, be conscious, and and practice your and, own life. And honest. Yeah, that's kind of why I walk not away too from. much practicing though. Like I was telling you the other day, I had a friend who was like this awesome dude, amazing arm wrestler, and he got into like like a total cleanse and he gave himself I want to say a hydrogen peroxide enema oh. and fucking destroyed his flora and fauna and it's funny because I just ordered an enema yeah don't do don't, don't. it's don't, still in the box don't though. get the hydrogen peroxide one I don't even know his hydrogen peroxide but he did something that unraveled his, well, just to be his, safe his don't get the hydrogen shit. peroxide but the fact that he did that is not helping us right Oh, because now, because now I'm sharing that with you. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah. be careful what you squirt in your anus. Yeah. yeah. So maybe he did that for me. Why did you order an enema? From my perspective, he did. Uh, because it's one of those things that you eventually get into if you're mm. studying and experimenting with health. I've just got a question of like, it doesn't seem that natural to. Sh- like force liquid up your asshole. It's like entering through an exit. Yeah, I kind of I cool. I struggle with that one too. So I ordered it <clears throat> because lots of health people talk about it. I just I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. So I I may not ever use it, you know. But I've got friends who who do it every day. Like every day, they're shoving coffee up their ass. Whoa. And then I've got like a shaman, like a legit shaman friend who didn't go somewhere to get shamanized. She is an actual like tribe member from Colombia and she and she's a psychic intuitive. Medical intuitive is actually what she calls herself. 
But uh, she, I'm a psychic intuitive also. I feel that. Thank you. <laughs> Matt, she, Matt knows it. <laughs> and I'm going to offer up a comment. Yeah. <laughs> but she she's telling cancer patients to put wheatgrass up their ass and she's making people live, you know, eight years longer than the doctors say they should live like six more months. And why not just fast and give your colon a break? Like, why not just do a water fast for, you know? Uh, yeah, I've done that. Um, question. Is it liquid, liquid based or like a straight par- parachute? Parachute? When yeah, you, Eric, explain yourself. Yeah, Eric, tell us what you know about animals. <laughs> what did you do over the, the break, Eric? Parachute. Are you talking about when you smuggle shit in a prison? <laughs> yes, you know, like... Put balloons <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you're talking about coffee. So, like, do you grind coffee, put it into a piece oh, of paper, then you parachute it up your like butthole? So it's like a, it's a pouch or a bucket that's above you with a tube that just pops into you, and I think it's just gravity. Again, I haven't even opened the box. So I think gravity pulls it down, and and I think it actually gets sucked up into you on its own. Okay. I don't know. That, have, that, have you ever had an enema? I was gonna say, is that your experience, no. Eric? No. Have, you had an, have you had an enema, no. Savon? I know you have. I have not. Mm. I just Man. recently had something stuck in my butt for the first time in my life. So I had a another man's fingers. <laughs> yeah, I had a, <laughs> I had a prostate <laughs> exam. I've had that experience. White finger or two fingers? How'd you come out? Good or bad? I'm good, but um, it is really, really uncomfortable. Yeah, you get. Lots of things in life are, but they're worth it. it immediately, you feel like you got to take a shit. So, and he tries to small talk you too. It's nonsense. Yeah, it's just like it feels so violating. You've had a prostate exam too. Not a prostate exam. I it was I don't know years ago. I was just getting pain down there, and I was like, "Oh, checking for a hernia or something." Yeah. And I don't even know how to explain it, but it just feels like. And there's a lot. I think there's a lot more coming. Part, it's, part, it's part of getting old. Getting your prostate checked? Getting, yeah, your, your anus fingered. Oh, boy. What's the highest you placed at a regional? Sixth. And how fit are you compared to when you finish sixth at that regional? I don't think I'm fit. Like, in terms of CrossFit fit, not at all close. However, I think it would take a month to get there. Are you healed up pretty well? It has, has the rest from being at sort of like, a com- at, not sort of, at a competitive level um, CrossFitter, are the aches and pains that come with that gone? Yeah. I still think I need some soft tissue work and some alignment work, which I'll start getting because I haven't been seeing anyone. Once that gets done I'll be I'll be good and I don't know I might try for something next year but I mean I I don't not try every year right like when the open comes around I do it it's always it was always a shock for me that I even made regionals because I would been I was in this status all year long uh it's just last it's just (laughs) intention right if I really actually want to make it but I'm a master's now so how old are you 35. 
growing growing up you played hockey mm-hmm. and one of your roles in, the, in hockey was to you were the enforcer yeah and so you you grew up you have a lot you have more fights than you can count under your belt yeah i guessing somewhere between 60 and 70. and did you ever fight when you were did, did that um cross over into your non-hockey part of your life so that polarizing aspect of myself mm-hmm. that you're talking about seems if i go into a situation where there's alcohol which I don't do now, but... Yeah, you didn't even drink last night. I poured you a glass of wine. I just saw it sit there. Yeah, the plants got it. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> <laughs> How nice of you. Uh, the, uh, yeah, if you mix alcohol in, it seems like when I just walk into places, people who I didn't even know existed want to fight me. And yeah, I've been jumped several times. So Like recently? No, 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 no. Just, just when you're talking about hockey, yeah, and then, but you know, just in that part of your life, yeah. I don't. I think I'm maybe less polarizing now. Even just, even just like the longer hair and the facial hair, is completely changed how people perceive and treat me. And that, trust me, that shirt's contributing, and so are those pants (laughs) and and those sandals. I really, I think, I think the the front bun is like super. It's hey, careful, calm and inviting. Be careful where you go with that front bun. I got three sons who got the front bun. Okay, yeah. good. You said something good about it. Yeah, I think right. it's, it's, right. it's it makes you like a like a stuffed animal or something. Oh wow, <laughs> Maddie, yeah. nice. Did, did you have a glass of wine last night? I did, I did. I basically went like seven weeks without drinking, and then I had a, a, a college reunion. So here's here's an interesting story. Six or seven years ago, I had this this re- college reunion, and I went to it, and it was at Refugio Beach, which is basically in Santa Barbara, and we went camping there, and Haley and I went, my wife and I went. Yeah, and I didn't ha- and I didn't have kids at the time. Do you know this story? No. And I um, when that it, it was just three days of just hanging out and just drinking and and I played a lot with the with the other people's kids. All my friends had kids and I played frisbee with them and hung out with them and talked to them. But um, when it was all said and done, um, there was like, hey, Sevon was totally inappropriate and swearing and drinking and up all night and just a fucking madman and and we don't want him around at the next reunion. <laughs> what? Yeah. So flash forward six or seven years, like to this, and I was like, you know what? I tell Haley, I said, those are, those are like my friends, you know? And so they had the reunion, I guess, from what I hear, the next six years, but without me. Oh, every year they had it? <laughs> you, yeah. finally, you finally got the nod this year? <laughs> no, no. So hey, I, really I rented up. a five bedroom house myself up in Fort Bragg, and I invited them. Okay. And it was. The, it was so fun, and I had kids now, and I and I still, I, even though Haley told me I need to like really try not to swear, like not say the c word, I still like was swearing up a storm, and my kid swears a little bit too, and um, but but it was amazing. It was like I haven't gotten the feedback yet whether people that are mad at me or not, but everyone showed up, and um, it was a full, it was a full on love fest. Like but staying up late every night and just like you everyone went, was touchy. You went straight into this thing after seven weeks of no drinking. Yes. Gee, yes. Would, would it take like a half a Chardonnay and you were just yes. off your rocker? And I'm lean and mean. I mean, you see these? You do look leaner. I'm. I'm it's amazing what alcohol can do. Coming back to what you were saying, it is like alcohol takes its toll on you, health wise and socially as well. Yeah, it made me actually made me not. And the, and the reason why I did it is because. Haley is doing was doing a health challenge at CrossFit Aptos mm. with Nicole, a program Nicole Coin does 
nationally. Oh no way! Yeah. They did it. Yeah, oh, and they and they I did it. And so, uh, what's up with that bottle? Ronnie's drinking water out it's of a bottle water. that looks like it's like like. Did you refill that? It's like a yeah, salad yeah, dressing. Yeah, I refilled it. There's a. This is an Ayurvedic healing drink <laughs> that, that I bought from a farmer's market. Oh. But I refilled it with water. You want to know the ingredients? Originally? Yeah. Where'd you get that water at? This is spring water from, did you see the jar I had in your kitchen? So Ronnie comes to my house (laughs) yesterday and comes in like with nothing, you know? Well, we got to talk about his car too. Speaking about polarizing. Oh, you got a car? Yeah. No, whoa, whoa! That's not. <laughs> sorry, let's not throw that word around sorry. loosely. I don't know if it's a car. I misspoke. I, I, I just—I missed so much. I'm just curious, like a cat. I'm telling you, it's the kind of thing. If I drove up here, you guys would take the piss out of me. That's not—that's not hard to do. Go on. So Ronnie shows up to the house. He's wearing this stuff. Okay. And he's got a leather bag, and that's it. And I'm like, "Do you need to do the wash?" And he's like, "No." And I'm like, "You know, he's a minimalist." And he's—he's he's, and. Uh, and then at night, I show him the room he's going to sleep in, and at night he makes a trip out to his car, and I'm thinking, oh, what's he going to get? I don't know if it's his car, to his vehicle. Let's call it a vehicle. <laughs> <clears throat> and he comes in with this giant, the largest, the largest bottle of water you've ever seen anyone <laughs> travel with. Like, no one travels with a bottle of water. It's one of those Alhambra bottles cut in half. And the side of it is all, like, blinged out. It's got, like, it's, like, it's crystal? It, no, no. It's I the flower you, of it's life. <laughs> yes, it's something. The, it's the flower of life engraved into the glass. Where did you get that bottle at? Can Eric pull oh, one up on the internet? Bottle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just it's Google Fountain of Truth. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's that one It's that one with the spigot, except he has no spigot. Oh, upper left-hand corner. I have that guy, and I brought that with me, <laughs> but the girl I was visiting in Lake Tahoe broke it. Are you I, kidding I say, me? I would be terrified to break that. Can you tell me that story really quick? You had two glass bottles with you and one of them broke? Yeah, I, I brought, that's the one that I brought in your house. Yeah. It's but I huge, had this Matt. orb. Wow. It takes up the whole counter when he sets it on there. So I have a charging station with like an, two iPhones, three iPads, you know, an Android, just all my cool charging shit. And he sets that thing next to it. <laughs> Gives me like a small heart attack. <laughs> you want one? Someone? I actually do want one. Exactly. Okay, so t- tell me about that. Why do you have that, and, and what happened to your old one? Who broke it? I was at a lake somewhere in Tahoe, and I had a thought. So I, we had jars of soup, and the, uh, the chick was like, hey, I'm just going to give you this jar so you can, you can take it with you to Santa Cruz. And right when she said that, I thought to myself, oh, that jar is bigger than the one that I have, thinking of this orb. Like, that jar is bigger than the one that I have. It'll be better because I could put more water in it for my drive. And right when I had that thought, I felt, I felt something hit my foot. And I guess she dropped this thing out of my bag. The moment that I had a thought that, like, oh, this, this pickle jar is better than my orb, and it hit my foot and it rolled. We were sitting on the side of a mountain kind of that rolled into the lake. It rolled down the rocks and eventually shattered. But uh, I thought that was funny because I basically broke it with my mind um, by thinking that it was less than. 
and they cost like so so people at home bucks. just so you know some of you are like hey that's bullshit or it didn't happen like that or whatever but the really the real takeaway for me when i hear you tell that story is the fact that you were even aware of your thoughts that kind of stuff probably is happening all day every day to everyone but they're just not aware of their thoughts so they didn't know that they had the thought that triggered the event yeah i think it's easier to match your thoughts with events when quote negative things i don't really believe in negative things but let's just say negative appearing things happen to you it's, i think it's easier to match your your mind to that than it is for you know a lot of people are talking about manifesting positivity i think it's easier to see your creation of negative events than it is your creation of positive events so when it broke what yeah. did you do were you pissed were you no, angry of course not were you happy i was just what do you mean of course not like i actually get I'm, I'm in awe when these things happen. I'm in awe at the creator power, my creator abilities. And that's, it's like verification. Like, wow. Like it's happening the moment I'm thinking about things now. Do you miss that jar? And I don't even know if it's me thinking or me observing what's going to happen, right? Because is the thought really mine or is it being implanted into my head? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the question, right? Uh, like a radio, like whether you tune the thought in and it's coming in. Right. Do you still have the pickle jar? Yeah. Or you got to keep that as a consolation prize. (laughs) (laughs) It's apparently what I wanted. Stephen King wrote a book. It's called On Writing. If you want to, and 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 he tries to explain where his stories come from. It's an amazing book and it kind of, and, and he, he, he goes in depth on what Ronnie was just talking about, about basically like where, 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 do, where does this come from? Where do these stories come from? He, he never gives you an answer, but it's beautiful to see such an articulate and, uh, man um, who's been so prolific in his writing. Um, it's his only nonfiction piece, and it's an amazing book. I want to comment on that. Yeah. So I, uh, the nonprofit I was working on the last couple of years, I have a... What's my, the name? The Human Network. My co-president, Aspen Mattis, is a pretty famous writer. She's written a book. The book is Girl in... I don't know what the actual book is. Don't worry, Eric will look it up. uh, What's her name? Aspen? Aspen Mattis. Anyways, so I spent a lot of time with her, and she's a writer. And she would tell me that she would do things like wake up in the middle of the night, write for four hours straight, and she would wake up in the morning without remembering she woke up. She would wake up in the morning with like 60 pages of material. Is she a drug addict? No. She's, she she's an alcoholic? Like completely sober. Okay. No weed. I don't even think she drinks alcohol. The reason why I say that is... Um, Girl in the Woods. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to misspeak. Stephen King doesn't remember writing a lot of his books, but, but it was because of alcohol. She has also told me that she's written an entire book in six days without sleeping, and and then had to go to the hospital because of just being completely exhausted. So she just like gets into these trances and it's just coming spewing out of her and then hospital. So she's got several books that she hasn't published yet. This is the book she published and you got pretty famous. No, I haven't. But I think they're even making a TV show about it. It sounds scary. Google so she actually walked from Mexico to Canada. Canada. Yeah, she wow. Are the, you going to do that? No. 
My feet are a little destroyed, so walking and running sports, I don't really do. Did you did you take the trail? Yeah. What's that? I forget that. Pacific Pacific Crest. Crest. There you yeah. go. Yeah. She did take the trail. Yeah, and she also did the one in the Appalachians, whatever oh, that wow. one's called. Wow. Yeah. My my wife did the Camino. Do you know the Camino? I think it's you walk across Spain. Oh, all oh right. no way! I didn't know that. Haley. Haley. Wow. So, you think it would take one month to get to the pinnacle of your fitness? Yeah, because I never ever really trained, ever. Like even mm. when I was qualifying for regionals, it would I would I would start working out the first open. It was a little different, though, because I owned the gym. So all day long, there was always equipment and things to play on. So I was physically more capable than I am now. You took sixth in the California region? No. So you asked the highest I've placed. Mm -hmm. So I think that was just when the regionals was SoCal. Okay. So regionals are different now, right? It's right, combo. right. And, and do, you, do you remember how many people went to the games? Was it three or five? Three, yeah, I, I think, think. I think it was three when there were And 17. you know what? That year, I actually took, like, third to last place in one of the workouts. So even if I just got, like, middle of the pack on that one workout, I would have went. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you always start thinking about these things regarding your placing after. Like, if I would have done this. But uh, I wonder how many games athletes do enemas. Just enemas in general or coffee enemas? Just enemas in general. Okay, I've, I'm gonna do a rope climb. I'm gonna and a lot of pull-ups today. I'm really gonna clean this shit out, so I'm not pulling around any extra weight. Well, I'm still fumbling with what the benefit is of doing the enema. So there's just got to be goo stuck to the wall. Is how I picture yeah, it, right? It's like that, plaque. Like, it's like, it's like a water on. pick for yeah, your you, for you, your you, anus. You poop out the crayon you ate when you were in kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> all that there's some graffiti on the wall. And you swallowed. The and you use coffee because it's an antioxidant. Well, I think that your rectum is actually sucking water back into your body that's the function of the, the rectum is to dehydrate the feces a little bit more and and uptake the water oh it's like a secondary wow. i hope you're right that's super cool that's like, that is super cool <laughs> and this is actually so i've <laughs> this is hilarious i so i read a, a so it drops a wet shit into the lo into the lower compartment right before it exits and then there's like this it, it drying off process and it recycles the moisture back into your system yeah that's the i'm imagining the like that car wash genius. at the gas station you know you got the air yes. just blowing it out yeah but genius. it's more of a sucking <laughs> it's more of a suck yeah, okay hey so i read a book wow. about water uh -huh. and the last chapter of the book the author just went off about how anal sex um, i don't do that either I don't I'm give that. I don't give. I don't give that or take that. I don't either. Why limit yourself? I'm just not a poop guy. What did the book say? Sorry, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you had a book. I, just to I don't even know why I offer up my opinion on what I do and don't do. But go on, Ronnie. Sorry, you read a book on anal. So, I actually, I would say, I I believe this guy, or mm -hmm. I'm willing to consider what he says. So, if the the rectum is about taking in liquid if we look at the vagina there's uh it's like it's blocked off because sperm and sperm has a quality in it that attacks it attacks 
So a lot of sperm, like I think 99, according to this book called Sperm Wars, which is an epic book, I think everyone should read that too. Uh, the 99% uh, of sperm is for killing other sperm, other men's sperm. Mm. Because inside of a woman, evolutionarily speaking, which I'm not really certain how much I'm into evolution, the, the woman would be taking in semen from, or sperm from many men. So like the shape of our penis is made to plunge out sperm, right? That's why there's a head that that's to like, and that's why we actually like the thrusting. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get. I was gonna make this quick, but I'm gonna I'm gonna actually take the long route on this. Yeah, this is good. Keep going. Okay, yeah. all right. So so if you look at the shape of the penis, it's it's shaped to pull out sperm, right? It's like one of those um, uh, Rambo knives. Like it goes in and then gets stuck, right? Right. Pull stuff out. Yeah. Okay. So There's some tearing on the way out too. We know that women want and promote the competition of men around them. So whether we're talking about animals or humans, th they want to select the, the greatest mate, right? So in an animal kingdom, you'll have all the bees fighting, or we maybe not insects, but rams, they're, they're ramming their heads to see who submits. And then the strongest animal, the strongest male mates with the female. So... That's also happening internally. So that's the external war that she promotes to get the strongest mate. But she's also promoting a war inside of her by having multiple males inseminate her, multiple strong males inseminate her, and then the sperm fight each other inside. And so there's a lot of sperm that have barbed heads and weapon, they're like weaponized sperm to attack other sperm. And it's attacking things Basically, God, I hope this is true. <laughs> it's attacking cells within the female vagina, and because of that, the female vagina has is is walled off from the rest of her body. It's it's not taking in these sperm cells in, into the bloodstream. So if we if we look, so now I'm going to bring it back to the the rectum. If we look at inside the ass, the rectum is made to like take in. It's, it's a very thin wall between the bloodstream. And so if you're inserting sperm inside the rectum, it's going to be bad for your health, just in simple talk. I, I don't know. I don't, in, in the 80s, I remember that was the whole thing with the transmission of sexually um, transmitted diseases. I think AIDS in particular was through anal sex because that um, membrane is so thin. Yeah, and it, blood and it could, gets... The sperm uh, could pass through or the blood could you could exchange blood through that. It's actually ripping. Whatever that membrane is. Yeah, oh, okay, so it is ripping. ripping. Oh, okay. Because the, like, the like, vagina like, is made yeah, to that take doesn't a sound pounding. Fun. That doesn't... <laughs> like, it's it's made, it expands, and the rectum... I, I don't have experience with it, and I'm absolutely not gay bashing here. I want to make sure. I'm just... I'm no, actually, well, the whole time you were talking, I was picturing a dude pounding a woman, so... Okay, but now we're talking about dick and ass. Okay. Uh, which... Could also be women, but it also could be male or farm so, or farm animal. Right, <laughs> that actually came into my head this this trip because <laughs> I was passing by goats and cows and I was thinking about farmers and that. Um, it's funny that you mentioned. Let that, that go. You don't want to manifest anything <laughs> like that bottle <laughs> dropping. And I played water polo with this guy who's significantly older than I was, and he said if he didn't, f oh, never mind. Go on, sorry. You haven't fucked a goat. 
No, it was like you go out on like the weekends, and if you couldn't find a girl to go home with, you'd walk out onto the farm. Was he serious? <laughs> he was from he was Venezuelan. I I mean I don't know. He couldn't oh, make you're it just up. saying that because you know I have a soft spot for Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> Randomly popped in my head when he talked about. Goats. So I mean, it's not that much different than masturbation, right? No, you shouldn't be violating animals. It's way different. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not big on right. animal violation. It's way different. Masturbation is something you do before you go to sleep. So I thought I thought in this anal thing with the water book. I still have one more point. But okay, go on. yes, yes. No, no, I want to. No, I thought for sure we were going to go that anal sex was hydrating since we were talking into the enema. So that's what I thought. We so were what this oh. author was saying was that the, which I also am unsure on how I feel about disease in general. Like, does disease even exist the way that we understand it? This author was was supporting that disease, like disease is. Love that is not it's just the absence of ease right it means that something's off it doesn't necessarily mean that there's something in your body that's responsible for your disease but anyways he was saying that aids and hiv are actually because of this mechanism that this sperm is attacking the bodies of men who are doing anal sex and it's and it's causing the symptoms of AIDS and HIV not so much the fact that like there's this monster virus inside of himself hmm. he was because the vagina blocks that stuff out um it's been i would say 10 years since i read this book so i don't remember exactly all of his points but the emphasis is on sperm being a an intruding, attacking force, the vagina blocks it out, and the rectum doesn't. So it might be something, you know, it might be a reason for men having sex with other men to wear a condom. What? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just wear a condom in general, just always. Right. Just if you're going to touch your own penis, wear a condom. <laughs> I'm wearing one right now. Um, uh, so I feel like we've processed this pretty well. What do you think the chances are that you're going to that you're gonna do the enema? Uh, well, I guess now that we're talking about it, I have to do it, right? Wow, so I'll no. Do I was actually thinking... <laughs> yes, exact, yes, yes, was, you do. I was actually thinking, <laughs> it even comes with coffee. But now that we're talking about it, no, I think, I think, one, I, I wasn't going to do it. However, if there's you, an audience of people that are <clears throat> wanting to know the effect... Oh, and you would kind of report back. Yeah. Like, from your um, the the urine drinking thing. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you that was hard to watch. Was that hard for you to watch? Do you want me? No. Um. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Look at that guy behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, it looks like. Uh, he he's not drinking <laughs> urine. Uh, not that I know of. Is that Eric? Yeah. We don't know what Eric does in his exploits. <laughs> How did that enter your... So it actually started for my father. I think I was 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, something. I remember him talking about some like tribesmen telling him that if a baby's sick, urinate in his mouth. Uh, and, and it just being like a, a health thing from the indigenous people. And then it's come up many times in my life fighters do it lots lots of people have been doing it and 
I hang out with lots of hippie type people and I mean they even drink menstruation blood some some people I know and I think I would do that before urine it's probably got a lot of iron in it blood just seems like blood mm -hmm. urine is, is um, I mean the body's kicking it out for a reason right well, it's kicking out the menstruation blood too uh, it, it's I I I, 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 get, I guess it, menstruation blood is is the um, it's the lining of the uterus when it, when an egg doesn't get fertilized right it just dumps the whole thing it's basically it's it's like a home that no one moves into so the the body drops it right and but urine is um, a liquid that carries I mean I don't know this I'm making this up but carries stuff that your body doesn't want. So out I, of your system, right? Right. And 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 you, you, going back to that tribal thing, you know, the, I hear crazy shit about tribal shit. Like, um, if a dude's, uh, if a, if, a, if a guy dies, and he and he leaves his wife, that the that the brothers, all the brothers in the family, should come over and fuck her. Like you hear stuff like that. I'm like, ah, it's not. I'm they not, even not. do that when the when the husband is alive. They come over and do that. Yeah, I'm not. They, yeah, the sex thing and... <laughs> Just because people have been doing it thousands of years doesn't always... Really? Give me validity. No, no. Okay, so if they've been doing it thousands of years... Yeah. Like, not eating sugar for thousands of years and then introducing sugar has clearly fucking wreaked havoc on society. But from an exper experium experience... How do I want to say that? Experience? Experiential, mm -hmm. like to have as many experiences in my life so that I have like a full spectrum view of what life is. I like to experience these things, okay. whether they're on the side of like, I don't know. Like I didn't even research what drinking your urine does for you or, or how it's harmful. I just know that many people have done it and it's, it's traditional. So I started doing it. I didn't, I didn't even look it up until I was going to like post something on Instagram. And I was like, I have to say something about this. So I started looking it up. Apparently. The one thing I really, really did like that kind of gave, in my mind, I gave you a pass on is you were fasting, right? Yeah, but that may or may not be good. Because oh, when you're fasting, you're If I had to drink my urine, I'd want to fast. So it tastes <laughs> better when you're fasting. Yeah, what does it taste like? It doesn't taste bad. I, it's not really, 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 really strong. I definitely would say that it is. It also tastes like something you've never tasted before. Did you ever think about like putting it over ice and maybe garnishing with a lime? Just set it off? Well, I'm thinking we're going to wash this right now. <laughs> By the way, the filming is kind of amazing, though. It was filmed very, very well. And you don't get a lot of takes, right? No, it was one take. <laughs> yeah, you get it one shot one at take. that. I can't believe how buff you are. You don't even look like that buff when you're sitting here. Okay, yeah, I can't, I've I can't, always, okay, 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 I've always looked better with no put, clothes on. Put some flowers on or something, Eric. <laughs> what is that? That's the uh, the tournament I run one with Kenneth Leverich and Noah Olson and Nate. The F forty five, do you remember when F forty five like called out Rich Froning? Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then we shouldn't even mention them. What the sad part is, is I came across that in the internet the other day. I just saw that about a month ago. 
It pops up from I was almost time. embarrassed on how few views it had. But anyway, okay. So they called Rich out. Yeah, well, the next day, I, I just heard about this thing where you can win money in Orange County. So I went down there, and Kenneth and Noah were there, and they had a team. Noah Olson. Yeah. They had a team, and then a guy from my gym, Nate, and I had a team. And What's Nate's last name? Pontius. I just met him. At regionals? Yeah. Yeah, he made regionals this year. He was a strippy cat. Yeah, yeah. He's he's also interesting. He's yeah. <laughs> he's very interesting. I don't think he wanted to talk to me, but I tried. He's very yeah, interesting. I, Are you guys friends? Uh he used to work for me. Are you guys the enemies? I don't really have enemies. If you ask him that mm-hmm. question, mm-hmm. He might say yes. Okay, so there was... But I don't know. There was some w- a weird... Because when your name came up, the, his his face expressed some discomfort around your name. Yeah, he... He's a... Uh, I don't know. He was very unique. Yeah. He, How so? Get descriptive here. What's um, he, he had a, He showed up there with a black eye. Oh. Um, he is... I'm um, just... He, he's... Whatever ethnicity he is, he's got, like, just strong features. Like, I, I don't know what he is. Mm-hmm. Um... He his his um in his stats I want to say his mile time, maybe his two mile time was like ten minutes. Wow. Yeah, he used to be a runner. Dang. Um, and then I think he's a fighter now, or he <coughs> fights. He. I asked him how he got the black eye, and he said from fighting or something. I don't think he actually is like a like a MMA fighter. I think he just fights. Yeah, and he's he just he's, yeah he's he, yeah there you go, there you go. Now does it make sense a little bit, Maddie? He just looks hard. He looks tough. Yeah. And um, he doesn't make eye contact when he would talk to me. And um, it, uh, he just seemed, he's very subdued. He's almost seemed like I was talking to a caged animal. <laughs> he's a Marine, too. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, he's a beast. Okay, sorry. So you and Nate um, entered this competition. Oh, so then. So when you we- guys were friends then? Yeah. Okay. And uh, then I was like, hey, we're not going to win this competition because the F45 team brought guys from Australia, and the prize was $100,000. And so they brought guys from Australia that were, like, professional F45ers. And we just found out about this competition, like, two days before. And so then I went to Kenneth, and I was like, yo, you guys got to shed your, your weak links, and we can shed, and we can, comp- we can take you and Noah and Nate and I and combine Oh, so the four of you. Yeah, because I was like, Nate and I are stronger than your the other two, and, and you guys are stronger than our two teammates. Right. And it was a hard thing to do, right? Like, they had to tell two people, like, hey, we can't win with you. We can win with them, though. And but we the, had to but, tell our But guys. those guys could have combined and been the, the, the bitch team. I mean, the B team. Second place team. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I even think we brought girls. Nate and I brought girls because we were thinking it was like CrossFit. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, girls are great. You should always bring girls. But actually, I think the girl on our team won the... They had individuals, but the prize was only $5,000 for the individual. Okay. So we ended up combining and winning, and we won hundred k split four ways. We won twenty five grand, And this well, was... Were they embarrassed? One day before, they were t- calling out Rich Froning and... Were they embarrassed? And Matt Fraser, I think. Uh, no, they actually invited us out to dinner, and they're trying to sell us on the, getting an F40, like, like a Philly, a gym? yeah. Are, are you ever going to open another gym? 
Well, right now I'm working on a yoga and meditative space, like a meditation studio, and then streaming it online. So, uh, man, I don't even know if I should be talking about this, but oh well. It's not like, there we go. Wow, look at you. Look at how young everybody. God, it's, it's, it's amazing being in CrossFit for you know better part of a decade and just seeing like, look at how young you guys look. Everyone's getting older. He would look like that if he shaved again. Yeah. I, I'm, Ronnie's. I, I actually don't know who, like. Ronnie looks pu- pretty pubescent. You don't recognize that guy? It's weird to me to look at. Yeah. Why? I remember being like that, but every day I look in the mirror and I look like this, which is completely different, right? Van- the U.S. Open of surfing? Oh, because it was at, it, that's where it was located. So behind us was the U.S. Open. So you guys went there and you guys each got 25000 bucks. Yeah, like, like, like that. It was. Were you <laughs> tripping balls? I don't think money ever mean, means anything to me. So, no. I is mean, that, maybe they were. No, those guys are all successful. I think Nate probably had a good time with it, though. That's a, that's, and 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 how bad did you beat those guys? Uh, we, we like barely. I mean, we beat them. What were the movements? It was like. There's, it's circuit training, right? Yeah, but mm. so. It was like CrossFit light. You know how, like, in some gyms you have cardio-based classes. It was those types of movements, like jumping over hurdles sideways, like lateral jumps. It was as many movements as possible in 45 seconds, and then you move on. So you get, like, a 15-second break, and there was 10 different movements. Oh, so of course it was going to be close. There wasn't time for you guys to dominate them and break away. Right. It was going to be close regardless. It was. It was because they were short time domains. Right, and okay. there was nothing heavy. Okay. I think there's like a kettlebell swing and there's rowing in it. Yeah, it, was it makes like me sick that you know about this, Matt. Oh, I've fallen down the rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. There was rowing, uh, strict pull-ups, yeah, burpee box jumps, and the burpee <clears throat> box jumps. What's the most strict pull-ups you've ever done? Twenty, I think. Do you think you could do twenty if we went One downstairs time, today? One time, a homeless guy. No. One time, a homeless guy walked in my gym. And said he would he could he was like an Israeli, like military, like specially decorated person, and that he could do seventy pull-ups in his prime. And he and he said like I challenge you to a pull-up contest. And this was when I was like, like working out, fit as fuck. And he like legit homeless. Uh huh. And he he did his pull-ups. They weren't all the way down, you know. And I did mine all the way down. But like I gave him the I I didn't say anything. I, because a pull-up is a pull-up, really, like CrossFit. Because you didn't want him to whoop your ass. No, but he did beat me. He so. did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I gave him. So the bet was twenty dollars. It wasn't a bet. It was just I would give him twenty dollars. So I gave him twenty dollars, and I said like, "Hey, like I'm gonna give you this. Please don't come back and ask me for more money." And he right. never did. And we just had like a, a head nod every time I seen him. But that was pretty cool. Mm. I mean, I was happy for him. And how many right? did you do? It was somewhere around twenty, but he did. Two more than me, I remember. Can you do twenty strict pull-ups, Who? Matt? No, maybe eighteen, but I doubt. Maybe I could do like twelve right now. I haven't. Wait, so so who went first? You or him? It's a great question. He Ronnie. went first. Oh wow! You knew the number to beat. Wow, suck, Ronnie. I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> they should have de-affiliated you for that shit. Some homeless dude came in and whooped you, and he went first. 
Yeah, but huh. this isn't your typical. This was like, <laughs> he was homeless probably. He had all his teeth. He yeah. was Ashkenazi. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he, he probably was homeless because he just didn't want to fit into society, right? And he can be homeless. He knows how to just survive on the streets. Dude, there's some jacked-ass homeless people in downtown L.A. Like, jacked. Especially these black dudes, man. They don't lose it. <laughs> you heard it here first. Black homeless people are jacked. You bring up an interesting point about arguing, like, what's a pull-up and what's not a pull-up. How about whatever ethnicity you are? You're, you could be homeless tomorrow, and you'd be jacked as fuck. Yeah. What are you? You're not Chinese. I'm, I'm ambiguous. Uh... <laughs> I think that means something else. Um, <laughs> uh, and we know from your last podcast that you're not ambiguous. The uh, I'm half Filipino, mm-hmm. and then German, Irish, and Dutch. But the Filipino thing is like that could be a mixture, also, right? All I heard was half Asian, half white. I blocked everything else out. That's right. You know, it's yeah. So, so you are going to start a meditation. And, and yoga is it going to be actually studio. brick and mortar place, a studio, physical location. Yeah, and we're gonna have a virtual reality component to it for so, people at home. Yeah, for the globe. Is this something that you are close to? Or that's in development, or something that's like you're manifesting? It's in development. It is. Yeah. There's a team working on it. Mm-hmm. And I've got like pretty badass team and and we're yeah so we've been working on it and it's coming on your instagram you showed you moved into this house that um i mean from what you showed it's beautiful yeah is the person whose home that is are they involved in the business with you yes well no so i'm on the lease like that's my home but we're renting it. So it's a company-funded home. So my business partner and I got that home. The company got it. And Is it we, as nice as it we looks? We both live there. It's nicer than it looks. Like, I, I haven't even are any showed of your friends the inside. Trying to squ- are any of your friends trying to squat there? I mean, I have lots of people on Instagram messaging, like, hey, can I'm I coming come to California. Yeah. I think I said I'm coming over, right? <laughs> you what, can. What, where is the house? At the top of the Hollywood Hills. Like, like the top. And uh, do you have any famous neighbors that you know of? I so I had a friend over and she was talking about seeing somebody very famous's son, like drive by the house. So this is the deck. I don't think I've posted anything inside, but the inside is super modern. I think you showed the kitchen. I remember the kitchen. Oh yeah. Like, our bathrooms each have a shower that you, like, can see into from, like, the bed. Like, there's no... Have you ever gone to a unicycle gathering where, like, there's, like, 50 people just in the streets of L.A. riding unicycles? Mm. You know what? This Saturday... No, to answer your question, but I know they have them. This Saturday is uh, the Naked Bike Ride. It's, like, World Naked Bike Ride Day or something. And so in downtown L.A., there's going to be a naked bike ride, and I'm going to show up on that thing. You are. So this is funny because... You're going to ride that naked? Yeah. Do you have any concern that... Can't your penis go under you? 
it's gonna look weird. It's all gonna be shoved up and like, like squished, kind of. You could sit on your penis on a unicycle easily on accident or your testicles. No, you yeah. always sit on your nuts and then get like move them. Yeah, it happens. Okay, so tell us about this video. <laughs> tell us about this video you're watching right here. So this uh, this friend of mine. Should I mention his name? Wait, why would you do a naked bike ride just for the for the for the um, for the exhilarating? No, I'm of it? I'm body positive. I, like going back to whether we should or shouldn't look at tribe tribes and and consider what they're doing. All these rules that we follow. I don't necessarily prescribe to, right? Like we have to wear clothes. Like I, I'm sitting here in clothes, barely, because <laughs> hanging, hanging on by a thread. Because I, I have to, right? <clears throat> but I don't want to. I never agreed to wear clothes, and I don't naturally like to wear clothes. And it's not because of my body. I don't want to show it up. My entire life, I was walking around like barely any clothes on. So. Uh, I want to, it's just like a promotion to nakedness. Nake, nakedness shouldn't be something that's shunned. It's, it's our bodies. And so do I need to go ride a bike naked in downtown LA? No. However, I want to support the community of nudity. And so I do like, I did the naked 5k run the last two years, uh, which is a, it's like an active.com run. And there I found out that I guess every year in downtown LA, they do a naked bike ride. And I didn't know about it. It's been going on for six or seven years. And so I'm going there and I'm going to do that. And it's this Saturday. There was this thing in Berkeley one year where there were these trees um, that people didn't want cut down. These, I think they were oak trees. And they were around the stadium at UC Berkeley. Oh, yeah. I remember this. And so people just loaded up into the trees naked. Nice. Yeah. Shit loads of people. It was awesome. I drove by there gratuitously just to look at naked people. It was awesome. Yeah, they were going to build dorms. I think they were athletic dorms. Yeah, and I think they, en they ended up getting the naked people out of the trees. <laughs> yeah, they did. But there were a ton of naked people. It was cool. So, so, but, but, but running naked and riding a bike naked aren't better than doing it clothed for athletic performance. No. And it, it's just a reason. It's just a right. reason to bring people together and do something so that we're not just like, hey. Right, right. Uh, and I go to high And less likely to get arrested. If you guys were just all standing on the corner naked, you might get arrested. If you're riding your bikes, the cops can kind of like. I think they have permits and everything. So. I wonder what that permit looks like. God, there's a lot of chicks. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it's like you go to most nude so some people aren't. So some people aren't naked. Yeah, because I think they want to promote nakedness, but they don't have the balls to do it. Yeah. But they still have the intent. Yeah, that's cool. Actually, there are more women than I expected. Wow. I bet you it's going to be amazing in San Francisco. I think they have naked people that do the beta breakers every year. You've been to the CrossFit Regionals several times. Six. Six I times, um, which is a dream come true for a lot of people. You own two CrossFit gyms, which is a dream for a lot of people. You've been on the podcast twice, which is a dream for a lot of people. You have embarked on other experiences that maybe aren't dreams for other people, drinking urine, but you've still done them to get the experience under your belt. And the, yesterday, 
You pull up to my house. Oh, yep. Thank you, Eric. You want $100,000 in a fitness competition? <laughs> I, 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 that's actually fucking amazing. 25000 25, With a last-minute entry. Yeah. And, and you're the brains of the outfit, too. You told those guys, hey, we have to ditch our teammates. I had to make a little, yeah, because the guys on Ken's team were not happy, one in particular. And, and so that took some Did they support you in the competition? Leadership. No. One of the guys was upset. Can you say his name? No, I'm not going to. Oh. Do I know him? You might. Um, yeah, he shouldn't be upset. Did, he, did, did anyone say, we would have won it anyway if you and blah, blah, blah wouldn't have done it? Yeah. Oh, well, that's bullshit. <laughs> I, I, would, I wish Noah was here. I'd like to ask him about it because he's so nice. But 25 grand is 25 grand. That's easy money for you guys. Yeah. Um, for me, it just went into the business account. And so I didn't even real. it's not like I went on a, yeah, I didn't really feel it. It's not like you went out and bought the most expensive hair product you could find. Right. You, you, you now drive this thing. It's a, it's, it's a Polaris. Mm-hmm. It's a three-wheeled vehicle. There it is. Whoa. When I see this, <laughs> when, I, when you pulled up to my house yesterday, I asked you, I said, is there storage? I, I see, now this is coming from a guy who has three kids, and I carry around more diapers always with me than your car could ever hold, but I see the most impractical vehicle I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> For you. Impractical? Yeah. So I got rid of my truck couple months ago and I was going carless and mm-hmm. I was enjoying it I was living in the bot on like not in the hills and then my business partner and I got that house and I rode I was riding the bike up the hill it takes like an hour to get from the bottom of the hill to the top of the hill on a bike and it was just not manageable and then I also didn't I didn't want a car for several reasons um, a couple being that I think that car is very unharmonious to your body. Like, I think there's something going on in the engine, the vortex of energy being created in the engine, and then the cage of glass and metal around you, which is what's causing road rage, right? Like, nobody would talk to a, a stranger at a, at a supermarket the way that they do in their car to the person, right? No one would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. If somebody cut in front of them in the line at the supermarket. Right. Like, mm. just, you get cut off not even cut off like yeah if you get cut off like the person has to get there and people are going insane so there's something happening in a car that's disrupting our energy field right like definitely changing people's behavior same with on an airplane it's like everyone on the airplane as soon as the plane lands turns into a raging idiot an (laughs) asshole the most perplexing yeah the airplane's bizarre yeah it just blows the mind like people cutting in front of you or like not helping other people with their bags. Dude, it's like, they're dude, like running in front of people. There's nowhere to go. It's like you're going, you've got three feet ahead of your seat. Just yeah. so, so you could be in front of me as opposed to waiting for me in my aisle. Yeah. It's nuts. So okay, I didn't want so, a vehicle because of that. Okay. So Because you, you're susceptible to road rage. Well, I fixed that about myself. Okay. Which is another story. Okay. Uh, but then I realized that my car is is not harmonious to my body so anyways i told myself if i'm ever going to get a car again it's going to be a convertible and i really just needed a vehicle to get up and down from my house because it's like way up this hill and this car is not convertible it just doesn't have a top right that's even better <laughs> doesn't have like, a side either yeah th- this car is like part <laughs> it's almost no a motorcycle yeah but it's not it looks super fun to drive so all i needed was something to get up and down the hill and 
this satisfies that because it looks expensive. Really what I needed. It's not. I mean, it's a very expensive motorcycle. Thirty grand. Yeah, ish. Forty. I mean, I'm paying close to that when you like put in all the charges and the finance fees and everything. I really wanted this guy, but I couldn't find one in Southern California. Uh, and they charge so much more than this because they're rare. So you don't like get to walk out the door with that. I even still got $5,000 off and they're like, we need to charge all this money. Wow, look at the reviews. It's got, it's a, um, the reviews are amazing. Okay, go back. Let me see the other choices of what you could have gotten. So these are all just, are, do they all have the same engine? Mm-hmm. This one just has, so this is the one I have. Mm -hmm. This one's got a little bit better styling and uh, an adjustable suspension and better sound system. But the engine is the same. How about that other one? Wait, uh, oh. So this one has a roof, a top. It's How not, come it's cheaper to get a roof? It's not removable. Well, because I think it's more like the SL. Oh, wow. That thing <laughs> looks intense. Wow. <laughs> it's a tiny fat mobile. It is. So that's the, that's um, uh, one of the, the nanny was over at the house yesterday when you pulled up. She goes, ah, your friend Ronnie drives a Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> Did they give you a shirt when you bought the car or the motorcycle? They tried to. Yeah. And I said, no, thanks. And do you like it? Do you condone this vehicle? Do you support this vehicle? Do you? For me, it's perfect. I, like you were saying, it doesn't make sense. And I don't think it would make sense for a lot of people. But you got wind. You just drove up from L.A. all the way to Lake Tahoe and then back down to Santa Cruz. And you got wind blown the fucking back, right? Like you had to wear, you, you had that helmet and the goggles. Yeah. And gloves and. Jacket. I mean, it could have been more comfortable in a car to drive 1,500 miles, however many I'm doing this this week but it's also part of the fun like going right. around these mountains and that was really cool and just being completely exposed to everything it's sort of like a motorcycle mm -hmm. it, like motorcycles aren't comfortable but they're fun right what do you do when it rains it hasn't yet but good answer do you have a girlfriend right now no so no, I... Uh, Have you I'm gone on a date in that thing? I've taken girls out on that. However, the girl, the, the sex thing is... I'm actually practicing celibacy. Wow. Right now, which is what I wanted to bring up yesterday when we were talking about gurus taking advantage of women. So... When you say celibacy, that's crazy because we just had Amundsen in here and he's doing that too. Great oh, Amundsen. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Are you... Does that mean just no... Um, so for no having sex with women or just no ejaculating period so i don't ejaculate okay so for the last more than a year let's just say a year i've been practicing not ejaculating but still having sex ah so provo float soaking yeah docking docking soaking <laughs> what's that is it, is <laughs> your head spun right around. <laughs> um it's a the, common practice amongst the Mormon community, apparently. Actually, we don't know that. <laughs> I, said, I said apparently. Apparently, right. Yeah. There was talk about guys in here who couldn't have sex until they were married, who, Mormon guys, and one of the and one of the ways we heard that they work around that is, is you can put your penis inside of a woman. You just can't um, 
Gyrate. Gyrate. You can't move. So you can put it once in. <laughs> and what's that called? Soaking. soaking. Someone said soaking. And docking. Then, or you're just getting, getting wet. Yeah, and then pulling out, and then you're chill. Wow. No, so I would do the whole thing and then just not ejaculate. Okay. Just kind of stop. Okay. Uh, and then I would say a couple months That's ago. That's somewhat, by the way, that kind of practice, I'm, 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 I'm like really judging you and characterizing, like categorizing you right now. And I have this bucket of things that Ronnie does that are self-torture, drinking urine, sex without ejaculating, <laughs> driving from LA to Tahoe in that car. Like the, he just is doing these things just to beat on himself. Does, does, the, does the woman reach orgasm? The enema, yeah. the enema. And let me tell you, like, there is some things you find out by doing things that no one else does. Right. Like, of course. Of course. I'm, I'm teasing you. I'm supportive of all this. Yeah, I'm trying to understand. Okay. Go on. So there's things you understand from, I apologize. Go on. Yeah. But you asked about women. It's, women. So sex. So energy. you haven't ejaculated in a year unless it's a nocturnal emission. Ooh. Thank you. Nice turn. So uh, during that year, let's just say I was a little sloppy. Okay. Um, things happen. Yeah, because the women, the the woman is, uh, they're craving that sexual energy release because they want it. So when you say like, hey, no, I'm not going to do that, it almost, it's like less than for them, right? But uh, so I would go like a few months and then it would be like Christmas time for me. So you've had someone extract a nut out of you that you didn't want to give up? Yeah. Wow. I don't know if this show's appropriate to go into those <laughs> details. Did you get a pickle jar on your turn? Uh, okay, go on. <laughs> go on. So Sorry. But I didn't have sex with that woman this weekend, right? You did not. I no, because I'm I wasn't celibate. making any assumptions. Uh, so, uh, so I, I guess we should start with why first. Okay. Right? So, sure. So... This has been also something that's been going on for thousands of years, if not millions and billions of years. Where Abstaining from ejaculation. Just like using your sex energy in a different way than spewing your sperm out of your dick. Like this is the downward. So in uh, like Eastern, many different Eastern traditions, this is a downward fl flowing force of your creative energy, right? Because sperm is going to create life. And if you think that life is just a, a connection of molecules, then it's not that big of a deal. But if you, th if you subscribe to life being something more than that, then your sperm has an energy about it. It's not just puzzle pieces that go with the puzzle pieces of the woman. There's, there's a life-creating energy that goes out of that. And so if you harness that and flow it upwards, the upward-flowing energy and you're bringing it to your higher centers, then you are achieving states of awareness and consciousness that otherwise you wouldn't if you're just spewing it out of yourself. So uh, there's this Chinese book called The Book of the Golden Flower. The secret, it's called The Secret of the Golden Flower. And it's all about like this philosophy of downward flo flowing force versus upward flowing force. And the term euros also is sex energy and tantra has a lot to do with it. And priests for instance aren't supposed to have sex not it's m many people might think that priests don't have sex because it's a discipline thing right 
But it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with this sex energy. So throughout all of history, the priest class didn't have sex because they were transmuting that tra- that sex energy into things that we would term as magic. In Egypt, the high priest is like the character that had the most power. The pharaoh that we know of, we think we're the most powerful person in those societies, but the pharaoh just ruled the people. The high priest is the one who made all the decisions, and the high priest never had sex his entire life. He didn't ever release. But also the Egyptians used sex during the act of sex with all this. There's sex, sex is magical, essentially. It's, it's crazy. So whether I'm ejaculating or not, I'm using sex energy in a way that is conscious. I'm not just like, like throwing on a porn, rubbing one out and getting on with your day. Right. Or even with a woman. I'm not, I'm not just doing that. There's a transmission of energy that I'm like, I'm like through orgasm even. I'm, I'm bringing the energy in my heart through their hearts up and around us both and then back inside of herself during the act of orgasm. Do you think that you could have performed better at the CrossFit at regionals if you would have been having that practice? Maybe, but like I'll, getting to regionals is all I really wanted. So that's, that was the level of my consciousness was just getting to regionals. I never considered myself a games athlete. Have, so you, ever coached, never, have you ever coached an athlete, a games athlete? <sighs> no. I went to the games with a games uh, friend from Africa. Oh, that doesn't count. But uh, it wasn't like I coached Because they came from a region. Yeah, I never coached. That's I didn't not coach a real region. During the year, so. <laughs> a region. Um, have you ever had a coach? <clears throat> no. But I did receive lessons on weightlifting from Sean Waxman. He actually oh, helped me out a uh, lot. What were we going to say, Matt? Uh, I remember when Matt Chan took second in 2012. He said that he held on to his chi all week until the competition was mm-hmm. after, was over. Didn't, yeah. Didn't let it go. Did you see that in the behind the scenes? I can't remember where I saw that. I think I asked him that. Maybe it was. It's yeah. a common practice in sports. Yeah. So I, I have... think the, the Russians have something along there where they don't shower too, right? There's something about showering that takes energy from you. Anyway, sorry, go on. Hmm. I mean, I believe that. I like, I've been taking a shower since L.A. You didn't uh, take a shower at my house? No. You don't want hot w- running water going over your body? I mean, I only take cold showers anyways. Oh, okay, okay. Throw that in the bucket, too. I probably cold wouldn't shower. shower. I cold. wouldn't shower very often, too, if I only took cold showers. Throw that, throw that in the bucket. I'd be like, oh, this sucks. I don't okay, do go on. <laughs> That's the practice, though. I've, I've, you got to get past that. Uh, aren't there, aren't there some you, guys in the office that do that? They have a rule that you're only allowed to take cold showers? I feel like there's some people who've done it. I don't know who. I think Bosman. Bosman does the cold shower thing. So for me, I, I... Adrian's just one sheet of paper away from being as weird as Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, I've always liked how he lived. He's awesome. <laughs> him, just, him, him and Osario, that's who it was. Oh, yeah. Osario, yeah. They have, like, buddy tattoos. Do you have any tattoos? No. Okay. Would you ever get a tattoo? I don't, I don't see a reason for it. I've never seen a reason for it. I don't have a rule against it, though. Uh, where was I at? Coaching You were going to tell us how this chick took got you to ejaculate against your will okay i'll get there but let's talk about why <laughs> okay so i've 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 also have several friends that hold their sex in also their sex energy and they do crazy stuff with their life and i would say since i stopped having sex and i'm just completely celibate now which actually took me like breaking some hearts right i had to like tell the women like no more no more relationship 
Uh, no mas. Yeah. No, no mas. You know how to say me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know how to say semen in Spanish? No. Eric. Working on it. All right. Thank Verga. You. If you know that, that's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm. I I like am. My ability to transform reality has massively increased even in the last two months. Like I haven't really worked for a year and I'm living in a dream house yes. and I just bought like the car. I guess you would say the vehicle of like if I were to choose any vehicle, I got the one that I wanted. Oh, there it is. Um, huh. Can you see it? Yeah. Oh, that's rad. Found it. Semen. El Semen. Oh. No mas el Semen. Semen. Um, so so how do you pay for stuff? How does money come and go? Yeah. Do you uh, pay bills online like me? Like I use I use online banking. You go to the ATM. <coughs> the uh yeah, money just comes. <sighs> I really wish we could talk about how everything came. I would need to back up. But let's stay on sex. I would so we're talking about women and sex. Yeah, so so I've been in situations with women. I think last time I told you that I was a, a bachelorette, bachelorette party stripper in Michigan for a summer. And women, when being withheld sex, when there's a sexual desire, are crazy. Like I would say crazier than I've ever seen a guy get. Not that I've like been in that situation with men, but I've been with men like in a strip club and they don't get as crazy as women get. Like women are voracious, like their appetite, like once they, they allow that block that they normally have to protect themselves, once they open that up, once they open that channel up and they're expecting to receive sex energy and it doesn't come to them, they are nuts, nuts. Uh, so, yeah, some women really like sperm. Like the women, I think. <laughs> I, I, I think in, in in Greek mythology, there's there's a couple like the sirens, or even I think there's um, a, a Dionysian madness or a Bacchus. Like one of the women just will, will rip the man apart. Yeah, there's a lot of myths of the women just. Like even I've never experienced anything close to that. Ripping the head <laughs> off. <laughs> Who was it? I think it might be one of the people you're talking about. They like rip the head off the men, but the man still stays erect, so they can have sex with them for eternity. Dionysus. That sounds. Yeah, there's there's right. yeah there's some crazy. Yeah. So. And they'll even attack the men who are threatening those men. Yeah, there's some great stories there. So that's a thing. And. <laughs> So you've been in situations where women were had expectations and when you didn't Mhm. Mm so so it's like uh Yeah, I don't know how graphic we want to get. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. But they uh you still have your head so your head wasn't torn off. Right. But there's there's a heavy appetite women have for a man's orgasm. And it's the energy that they're looking for because women gain that energy. From a yogic philosophy, women keep the energy of men for seven years. So they're attaining a lot of energy from sex. Men, there's some energy rub off from the woman to the man, but from a yogic perspective, it's three days or 72 hours. What is that? 
that's three days. Uh, so women are getting a lot from. So male you're sex saying energy. if you want to be a strong couple with your wife, you should never masturbate. You should only have sex with her and give her that energy. So it's not just. Of course. Going away. But masturbation. You're saying it's like throwing money away. You should give it to your wife. It is definitely like throwing money away. But masturbation, our society isn't so natural, right? So masturbation uh, satisfies other things for men because sometimes sex doesn't do that for men. And also... But like, who cares if it's throwing stuff away? Like, you should be giving that to your wife if it's true what you're saying. Monogamy is also something I don't really believe in. So... I think masturbation holds marriages and families together for men to, so they can get that. Actually, the, the need for variety is a feminine trait that is within men. So us wanting multiple women isn't necessarily a masculine trait. It's a feminine trait. Feminine energy is very flowy. So if you think about women, what do they do all the time? They want to go taste tons of different food. They want like thousands of shoes they want they just want variety we're in big trouble the show's taking it <laughs> in, in this age of sexism generalizations prejudices you've just buried us but no, go we're, on we're on, on. We're on an exploratory on. wavelength yeah, yeah, right okay, now okay okay so like males are very like unidirectional and like to the point they're very tunnel vision that's the masculine energy mm-hmm. and women are like flowy and so that's they like drama they like arguing they like they just like variety and there's masculine and feminine energies within males and females and intersex and just like the whole gamut. There's masculine and feminine energies. And a man's desire to like sleep with multiple women is a portion of their feminine energy coming out. And a woman wants a man to have this massive variety. So it's they experience the same thing a little differently. They want everything from one man so they want the man Ah. to be completely they want the man to be a child like like a good father uh like security provider of whatever wealth comfort they want all this variety from a man and then the man expresses that energy a little bit differently they just want variety but like women understand this variety because they want tons of different they want like six pairs of red shoes and and 14 black jackets. So do I. I was going to say, how many pairs of shoes do you oh, have? Oh, so do I. <laughs> My closet is crazy. Right, and you're stuck I with one woman. I used to not be woman. like that, though. You're stuck with one woman, right? Yeah, I wouldn't say stuck. But you're with one woman. Yes. So this energy's got to come out somewhere. So you're experiencing it through cl- buying clothes as opposed to, like, a single man experiencing ah. it. So, so buying 14 black jackets is your form of masturbation? Or no, just not, not, ha- not bringing <laughs> six women home. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. This wow, I'm going to go home and get rid of my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get home and those things are going to be burned. Ronnie, how often are you working out? So I, I've i got a kundalini yoga practice that I do almost every day, and, and that's and it. Is that sitting and breathing? Mm. Yeah, but sometimes oh. you do things like hold your arms above your head for several minutes at a time, which is difficult. Like <clears throat> You're not like, doing anything that looks like CrossFit anymore. No, I've got. I mean, how, don't you miss it? Isn't there a part of you that's like addicted to that oxygen deprivation, to that hardcore sweat, to that sort of that the the pain cave? Don't you miss that? 
So Kundalini yoga is, and I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher also. The I went. You're not just a practitioner, but you're a instructor. Yeah. It it the way it's supposed to be done is is a. it achieves the same thing CrossFit achieves, which is that sort of mindless state. Because like I've held my arms up over my head for 62 minutes, just just screaming like "sot nom, sot nom," and and so during a 90-minute session or 60 or whatever it is, you are doing things that CrossFitters would be very challenged to do. Yeah, like holding your arms like this for 12 minutes, like chanting something stuff starts to get like weak and you actually can't rely on your muscles or your mind anymore you have to find a way around your body and so you can tap into like the pranic energy that's flowing around it's funny you said that the other day by the other day it was like a year ago i was putting up a new shower curtain in the shower and and i couldn't i had, I had to lower you know you have to hang <laughs> it up there and put the shower curtain on the on those hooks i couldn't do it in one session it took me like four <laughs> sessions like lower my arms, breathe a little bit, shake them out. My arms were burning. Yeah. What are you laughing at? It's just. A I funny, want you to go. I'm gonna next time visual. To, next time I go to your house, I'm gonna unhook your your shower curtain and then go in there with my phone and we're gonna see how long it takes you to put it up. I mean, man, you need to chant, right? The chanting helps. You think if I would have done yeah. sutna, sutna, I yeah. What, what are it. what are some chants that you uh, practice when you're? I guess when you do when you practice. So the chanting is like a mixture between Sanskrit and Gurmukhi, which are the like some of the oldest languages on earth, which it's really not a language like we know language. We we know language to transmit like this is a spring, right? And so we call this oh. spring. But That's technically a lot of things, but go on. And these languages, <laughs> the language actually is the sound current, like the vibrational force of the energy is the sound and the sound also your mouth so we're talking about creative energy force your mouth is got it's got a phallus the tongue and an orifice the mouth so your mouth is is an is a sexual energy center also which is why you can turn people on and an attraction comes a lot with what's produced in the mouth mm. So when you're saying, you're chanting vibrations, you're producing energy that is like, let's say, like infinite source energy. Like there's a sound current for that and you can tune into that frequency of that. And so, yeah, there's, there's lots of sound, but it's, in, it's not English. It's, mm. it's like these very o- old, like, Ong Namo Gurudev Namo and like these these sounds they sound like that and mm. and also your tongue striking the energy meridian points throughout your mouth is another reason why we chant because all these eastern energy meridians which are being proven in western science but the energy meridians they all meet in several places in your body they meet in your hands they meet at your navel they meet in your feet and they meet in your mouth so by doing things like you know you guys know this position right Gyan mudra like this is producing uh it's producing it's like your body's a piece of technology mm-hmm. and so if you're moving your bones and you're manipulating the energy meridians with your hands and your feet and your mouth then you are turning your body into an iphone so like whatever we like i can go into my iphone and 
do stuff, right? I can telecommunicate with people on the other side of the planet. I can even do this a few times and a new pair of shoes will show up at my door tomorrow. Well, all of those things can be done with your body. Because before there was an iPhone 30,000 years ago, there were still humans on this planet that had to do those same things. And so they figured out the technology of the body. And that's really what yoga is. Yoga is not about like holding postures. Most, most exercise yoga that you go into, that was produced, the asanas were produced so that you can sit in a meditative state. So you would do the asanas and then you would meditate, which is essentially what CrossFit is. We were talking about that yesterday. So CrossFit is about transcending, like you just mentioned the pain cave, like getting past that wall, getting into the, to the like in every CrossFit workout, you're at the point where you can quit or keep on going. And a lot of CrossFitters, they always keep on going. But once you keep on going, you're tapping into a part of yourself that is, that is above yourself, right? You're mm-hmm. transcending your mind and your body's normal operating procedures and capabilities, and you're going into this space. And it's the same thing in yoga. You go into this space that is beyond yourself. And then the question, and you're experiencing bliss. And you're experiencing, like, whatever is beyond yourself, right? I mean, a, a Christian person would call it God. And so CrossFit could be, like, a religious experience. Like, you're... You can use CrossFit to achieve the same thing that yogis do by doing whatever they do and religious people do by doing whatever they do. Would you say that with the 15,000 gyms around the world and the people going to this pain cave, whether they know it or not, there is a conscious evolution slash revolution going on in the minds of the, of the CrossFit community? Yes, of course. Whether they're aware of it or not. Right. And they're <laughs> also in a community, and there's a group hive mind happening right you you walk into gyms and you can sort of sense how everybody is and not even just individual gyms crossfitters in general they're all connected they're connected through the workouts they're doing but they're also they're they're tuned in to a channel and you can sense this all crossfitters have this thing about them like you know you, you talk to them a certain way sorry and they're tuned in i apologize it's my wife Hi. Tiana's really liking that. I'm doing the podcast with Ronnie. I I love you. Are you going to come work out? Haley, burn all the jackets. (laughs) 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 Yeah, grab a coffee. I've only had four today. When we... Come on upstairs. We'll it's ra- not we'll going to ra- be good for her if she does. We'll, we'll no, wrap this you're up right. With, uh, you're right. We'll wrap this up with, he needs that with Ronnie. Yeah. Diversity. Okay. Babe, the show's live. <coughs> okay, I love you. Bye. I apologize. Don't apologize. A, r- a normal podcast would never allow that kind of shit. Hey, is that how much time we've been going? I've never noticed that. How many podcasts have we done? At least 90. Wow. At 100, I want to put Matt into my favorites. Don't tell him. I want to surprise him. Make it 1,000. You're going to be... Your sphincter is going to self... Your anus is going to do the opposite of what Ronnie says they do. Instead of uh, sucking fluid away, it's going to uh, self-lubricate when you get into my favorites. Okay. I'll wait for that moment. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh... 
there's a hive mentality. There's a th- you were saying before my wife rudely interrupted. You were saying that there is a there. You can tell there's a consciousness. There's a development mm-hmm. of mindset that's happening because these people. Uh, and you're saying it's not something as superficial that they're just all practicing the um, save movement movements. You're saying there's actually like this these, these antenna stuff that you sort of keep referencing. There's there's a wavelength that we're tuned into, a thought pattern, a yeah, a consciousness. I've I mean I'm sure many people know this that are listening, but I owned a gym and I would watch people walk in depressed. And then six months later, they're winning awards at their company for like best salesman. Wouldn't you just say though? To the, uh, what do you say to like people saying it's well, uh, two things? One, I want to. Uh, uh, I've heard Greg say that hey, um, he is the caretaker of a national forest more than he is the architect of a uh, skyscraper, which is which really goes with what we're saying. But but let me play devil's advocate for a second. What do you say for people who are like, nah, that person got the award at the office because they look better because they lost 20 pounds because they are producing some endorphins and shit that make them walk around more confident and be more positive and they're putting off pheromones that made them more attractive. And, you know, like they try to explain it through this, through a, through a known biology. I mean, that's all true also. Right. I, like... I don't, yeah, I don't really believe in arguing because everything anyone says is true. You're having That's a great hair day. Thank you. I actually like it. Speaking of true, true is correct. You could be having one too if you had a mohawk. You are having a great hair day for a guy who rides a car with no roof. <laughs> I should take my hair down and show you what it really looks like. The, uh, that's all true. But if, if you really think our body is just our body, then, then that's how you explain it. But we all know that our body is more than that. Like, we've been in a room before and someone walked by, or we've walked by a room that there's no way that anyone, like, could have heard us and the person turn and look. We've been in restaurants before and glance up at somebody across the restaurant and right at that moment they look back at you. I've driven past hey, people Hey, ten on the times street. a day my wife says something and I am literally thinking it. Right. So like, we, I'll be like, I wonder if I accidentally washed her shirt in a, in just out of the blue. Like, we'll be in a theater, and she'll whisper, like, did you? You didn't put my shirt in the wash, did you? And I'll be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Seriously, so, that stuff's happening all the time. Yeah. That's I, what I mean by intuitive psychic. That's, that's in couples, that happens a lot also. I've, I've, okay. So then, yeah. Or every I've, time there's snatches in a workout, I'm like, oh, I hate that. It's just... So I have a very important girl in my life, and she, she can probably tell you who's in this room right now. She, like, if I'm hanging out with people, she knows who they are. Did you talk about her last time? I don't, I don't remember. Okay. Is she the one who gave you the pickle jar? No. Okay. She, do you think I she's frustrated that you hung out with the girl, a girl who gave you a pickle jar? Maybe. Is she jealous? Yeah, she gets jealous. But, uh... I don't get jealous. It's <laughs> <laughs> Although, speaking of jealousy... How many podcasts have you been doing? Really, you should belong to this podcast. You should be. You seem more refined than the last time you were on. <laughs> <laughs> much, much more sure of yourself. Oh, you think he's practiced? Like he's been no, just doing no, no, the tour? It's, it's just, it's just a little different. Yeah. Well, last he's been time, doing Kundalini yoga really, for seven months. Maybe that's it. I didn't even really know I was doing a podcast last time. That's right. You didn't really know this time either. 
No, I. Do you didn't. know why you're here? I never even told you. No, so I. So that don't. guy, that guy, um, my friend who's visiting from the UK, who I hadn't seen in several years. The laser years, scientist. The laser scientist guy. He said, "Hey, um, uh, is Ronnie around here?" And I go, "No, but I can hit him up." And he goes, "Yeah, I would love to meet him." Really? And so I just text you out of the blue, and you were like, "Hey, I'm going to Tahoe," and I'm like, "All right, bitchin'." I mean, I was, it's, it's nice that you came. I'm always looking for an excuse to hang out with you. You're easy, but, and then you came up, and then. The first rule we made when we saw each other and hung out for the last 24 hours is we better not talk. So we've just been hanging out but not talking. <laughs> <laughs> but Klaus is legit. Yeah. Like, so he I asked, had a super interesting conversation with him last night. Yeah, so it was his idea. Unfuck him on the licensure thing. He, 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 he thinks that there's some man out there who, can, who, know, who knows better, and there's not. He's all for regulation? Uh, he was. He, he, I mean, he, he was... A, you know, it's it's not his field. He doesn't think about it. It's not like us where we're like, we see idiots like the the NSCA trying to you know, offer advice to fifteen thousand CrossFit gyms yeah. when when they're corrupt to the core. You know what I mean? It's like, but but anyway, he's a laser scientist. He's staring at light all day long, and that's what we were talking about. We were talking about light, and he knows a lot about it. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. smart. Yeah. So 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 that's how you ended up. That's, awesome. that's that's what inspired me. He he gave me the push to text you yesterday. So I actually told him last night that like this conversation we're having is like perfect for me. I was like, you you know so much about light, and I'm interested in all this. And I was telling him like, so however I ended up here, like this is like perfect alignment, and it's awesome. <laughs> so it's crazy. I didn't know that he wanted to meet me. You live this life of of incredible synchronicity that you're aware of is everyone living that life yes and they're just not aware of it let me tell you a story so two months ago i had no money like and it was perfect because i wanted i was like i was looking for like i was trying to water fast anyways i didn't even have money maybe it was three months ago i don't know two or three months ago i didn't have money to even buy food and everything was in alignment i was completely trusting that like awesome now i'm gonna fast and I fasted, and then I realized, like, I have a truck, and I've been wanting to sell the truck, and I need money for food, so I'm going to sell the truck. And so I put the, my truck on Craigslist, and the next day, it was gone, and I had a few months of money left. What kind of truck was it? It was a Chevy Silverado. Like oh. Big-ass tires, and it was cool. How much did you sell it for? Four grand. Damn, I wish you would have told me. I Sound, mean, the tires sounds alone. Sounds like a great beach car. <laughs> the tires alone are worth 2600 so... The, uh, and they're pretty new. So I just, you're like, I have trust. I think it's trust that knowing everything's perfectly in alignment. So even not having money, like this is awesome. I get to fast, fasting, being happy with it, and then selling the truck, being happy with it. I get to ride a bike now everywhere. And, and then I was thinking, hmm, I really want to start producing something because I've just been being for a year. And right when I like had that thought, and who knows if I created this or there was a, I was sensing the future, all of a sudden, every single opportunity like just started coming to me. Multiple people want me to partner. Uh, a very, like one of the, the universities, like one of the main universities wants me to like be the, wanted to talk to me about being the head of the exercise science laboratory. No, exercise physiology laboratory. Uh, Do you have a college degree? In psychology and exercise science, yeah. So 
all this stuff started happening. Anyways, I went with the company and the partnership that, like, I also wanted to move out of my house. And now I have a brand new house and a car. And it, it's all the same. Like, whether I had no money or I'm moving into this crazy, like, celebrity-style house, like, it's the same to me. It's the same level of, like, wow, this is all for me. This is my life experience. It's cool. Life's exciting. And I re- you weren't always aware of the synchronicity, right? But it's been a while. I, where I was going with this is I was trying to think, how can we help people who don't have see synchronicity in their life, see synchronicity in their life? And one of the things I thought of is, you know, when you have a, um, an allergy, um, a, a doctor will tell you or a food allergy doctor will tell you, okay, hey, cut out, you know, fast for 24 hours and then, and then maybe just eat like two or three different kinds of foods for 24 hours. I, I don't know what the protocol is, but there's a protocol to reduce the number of foods you eat and then reintroduce foods to see like what your reaction is to them. And I think a lot of people do that like around nuts and around um, gluten. Oh, yeah. Um, and the, in, <coughs> when I was in college, I, and I, I, my life was full of that kind of synchronicity, or I was aware of it. And now that I'm, um, I wouldn't say I'm a nine to fiver, but now, and I wouldn't say I'm in any rat race, but now that I have three kids and I'm, um, maybe I've just, lost consciousness but something has happened to where i don't see it like i used to like when i see you see it or when i see you living it in your life i'm like holy shit and so that's why i brought to you there were there's there's this kind of a two-part question what could we share with people that would allow them to see that synchronicity in their life and the reason why you would want to see it is because when you see synchronicity in your life it gives you um it gives you love and faith i don't right that's kind of the byproduct because you live in an awesome house and you've got like I have too much nice shit. 50, <laughs> 50 fruit trees all around your house. Beautiful kids that like do whatever they want. Like they're like living in a heaven. Uh-huh. Like an awesome wife. Like you've got like six motorcycles in your garage. I don't even know how many. Yeah, I think six is right. And what are you talking about? So I think that, <laughs> yeah, I think maybe your eyes are closed. Right, okay. Um, do you have to be in a state of um, of discomfort to see synchronicity? Mm. Discomfort might not be the right word. Yeah, I mean, agitation and tension is is a energetic quality that connects you to things, right? Like just kind of being bored, or like you just work distracts people. Like the nine to five thing, like you said. It's a distraction because you're now thinking about something else besides like yourself or your greater self. So it's just it's just paying attention. And we have to like it's not duality. There's many there's many dimensions that we have to be on this like plane of existence. We have to I mean, if we tell ourselves we have to work, we have to work Um, and and be like a physical human but we also are dealing with like our moral self right like do the decisions i make make me happy am i happy with them and it's like all this compromise happening all across the board and it's really it's 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 a talent to learn how to sort of maneuver through that all but a skill that has to be practiced and cultivated yeah I guess it's more of a skill. But I know, it, and it's, I mean, and talent. I mean, it turns into a talent, right? 
you weren't born breaking your favorite jar that holds water and accepting it and seeing the and seeing the connection to your thoughts. I mean, you had to practice that. But like, right? so I remember specifically, <clears throat> like, I don't know what they're called. Like, where you do a bunny hop and then kick your tire out on a bicycle on a BMX bike. Yeah. I remember specifically doing that to garbage cans. Mm -hmm. And then one second later, later, my tire like coming off the street and then falling. I remember. Uh, <laughs> you mean as a kid? Yeah. And I remember making that connection then. And then a few years later, we were driving my truck and one of my friends was, has, his ho has a hockey stick out the side of my truck and hitting mailboxes and like instead of hitting the mailbox he like crushes my truck with the hockey stick like breaks the mirror and <laughs> and like and so i remember like just being like wow the, having an intention to sort of screw people over is just really screwing myself over and yeah i think it's really easy to see that because so much of our society is dominating on competition is 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 resting on us getting ahead of another person and once you start having those intentions you're really just like when you want other people to fall behind you're going to fall behind it's your perception of how reality is like you're going to harmonize a reality where that's the case and man so boy that much, was good so that was well said so was. much physicists they talk about time and all the things that we take is like like our life experience of linear time and waking up and doing things like even talking to Klaus yesterday on, on a microscopic and macroscopic level like in laboratories a lot of these rules that we set for ourselves they don't they don't really exist right so when you start applying that like if you look at this table at a deep enough level it's just energy the same energy that makes up me so then like is this table here or isn't it like it's it's weird things get weird and you can get weird with your life and it's just asking yourself those like questions of like is it possible for me to see a red bird today if i just think about a red bird and i know countless people that just play little games like that right where they're like do you ever, do you ever, do you ever f f feel like you could go so far out that you don't come back Yeah, but come back to what? Right. Like, like of Does course. That, like, but coming back doesn't. To, to where you're not. To where you're not. Like yesterday, we were talking in the backyard, and and we were talking about how people perceive you, and you need to be perceived in a way. You, you have stuff you want to share, and you do want to function in society, to some degree. I would like to right? be. Yeah. You would like to. It's you. you definitely like sound like you want to contribute. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. That you could go to a place that is either becomes, I think that's where either we're all crazy, meaning it's it's not grounded in any reality, or so abstract that you're not able to communicate from there. Well, by the way, you don't even seem close yet. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's where we all need to go, right? Like, look at our reality; it's crumbling around us on one level, and then on another level, it's technologically like soaring, but we all have to go through like a certain death and rebirth process many times in our life. And I think society has to do the same thing as a whole. Yeah. 
And so I'm not afraid of that. <coughs> I think that, like, it would be beneficial if a lot of people hit the reset button and, like, became somebody else. And <laughs> just, like, I... It's it's really about like you're talking about people creating their realities. Speaking of hitting the reset button, why did you change your Instagram? Well, I changed my name. Yeah, why did you do that? <laughs> uh, what is your name? Ravi Chander. So I really like Ronnie Teasdale. And how come you haven't corrected me? You still let me call you Ronnie Teasdale. Yeah, because there's people that know me as Ronnie Teasdale, but moving forward, you will be Ravi Chander. And why did you guys talk? You guys made all this big talk to how you, you wouldn't talk to each other, but you just said you had a conversation in the back. About what? Kind of had to talk to each other. It's what do you mean? We didn't have a conversation. What do you mean? You did. You said we were talking he in the backyard. He actually didn't really talk at all. He made these big illustrious claims that you guys didn't talk. I mean, it was very little. Like, I would be, like, so we were sitting next to each other last night in my backyard, and I was like, I'm like, did you get rid of your Instagram? And he goes, no, I changed my name. And then we looked at each other, and then I wrote it down in my notebook, ask him about his name change. You so cool with that, Matt? No, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. But moving, moving I'm forward. Told, okay, fine. We talked a little bit. Okay, I just want facts here. So why did you change your name? Well, <laughs> back to sound current. Like what what you're being called is important. So let me tell you a story. Amerigo Vespucci. You guys know? Have you heard of that name no. before? Savan. Amerigo Vespucci. Amerigo. So Amerigo he Vespucci. came to America before Columbus. Yeah, look that up. So a lot of people think please, that... He meant to say please. No. <laughs> See, Italian explorer. So he discovered America... Wow. Okay. Go on. But I want to say it was before before Columbus, but this is saying in 1502. Well, that's Brazil, right? And West Indies, right? <clears throat> well, anyways, a lot of people think that, including this, that America is named after Amerigo. Hmm. And that's wrong because... America actually means land of the feathered serpent. And if you look back at the tribes that were in this area, you got Quetzalcoatl, um, Veracocha, and the names of their deity figure also mean feathered serpent. So America means the land of the feathered serpents, and, and that's a whole other conversation. But so... America isn't named after Amerigo. However, Amerigo's entire life, people were calling him Amerigo, which is basically the country that he ended up like coming to and discovering. Uh. So what I'm saying is that he was being transmitted an energy from everybody calling him America, basically Amerigo, and then he eventually ended up being in the land of the feathered serpent, mm. which is America. So the uh and the the feathered serpent thing is like crazy stuff also because but we won't go down that tangent. Podcast number 3. Damn it. I really Podcast want to get the feathered three. serpent. Uh so 
our name is important and our names like you can look up the etymology of your name right and you got things like king and wise one and and yeah i just i feel like i've i've changed and i've had a rebirth many times in my life um and i've changed and so i was going through my kundalini yoga certification and there's this whole it actually came up in the in the uh it was Yogi Bhajan is the one who brought Kundalini Yoga to America, and he was in that movie last night, in the very, very beginning. He was one of the, the uh, sages they were talking about. In the Source family. Yeah. So he set somebody aside who would assign people names and use, you know, sacred connection and, and the stars to figure out people's names. The deal is if you ask this woman for a new name, you have to release your birth name. And so I was already sort of like feeling like wrong. Where was this at again? She was, what do you mean? You see the movie, right? So it's connected to Kundalini Yoga is what I was, it's, it's I a know, yoga but you're, thing. you're talking about a woman that you know. No, it's a woman who Yogi Bhajan oh, assigned sorry. as a name, sort okay. of assigner. Okay. So if you ask this woman for a name, you have to release your birth name. And I've known about this for a long time and I, and I never really, liked that so I was going with Ronald Teasdale because I had a feeling like I I'm somebody different than Ronnie Teasdale and so I just went with my actual birth name which is Ronald Teasdale and still that didn't feel right for the last few months so then I finally asked for a name and the name that showed up was Ravi Chander and who did you ask I, f I forget it's the 3HO foundation though the 3HO organization which is 3HO.com you forget who you asked Man, I do a lot of things. And some <laughs> things are important and some things aren't. But yeah, I don't know who assigned my name because my name's what's important. Okay. Uh, Matt, remind me, thanks, I have an interpretation of thanks that. Thanks for pointing that How out. Did you, you guys watched thanks the for making me aware of that. You guys watched a movie last night? How, how did you decide on watching the movie? Was there a conversation <laughs> about it? <laughs> no, actually there wasn't. No he either. actually wasn't even facing the TV. I don't believe a word you guys are telling me. Anymore. And I was on my computer answering emails, and Klaus was doing laser shit. And we okay. were all in the same room together, and I just put that movie on. Okay, go on with the name. So I, I asked for a name, and the name that showed up is Ravi Chander. And Ravi, I've been like... R-A-V-I. Yeah. Ravi is like... Ravi means the essence of the sun, and Chandra is, it means moon. So it's almost like the perfect name for me. Essence of sun, I know. Yeah. So, and Ra, Ra is part of Ronnie or Ronald. So, I, yeah, I just think it's perfect. It's in alignment. So it's what I'm going with. And, cool. like, who, who says you can change your name? Like, yeah, it's not a normal thing to do, but, like, like normal isn't something that I sort of follow. It, it, you know, when I, had, I don't know if you know this, Matt, I have three kids. It's weird <laughs> giving someone a name. Yeah. I, I would be fine if my kids changed their name. What's really in a name? Did Shakespeare say that? Is that one of his? I think that was old Bill. Oh. Hey, um, do you guys want a new name? It's only 40 bucks. You don't have to pay. Hey, that that is where, oh. Wow. So, have you ever given someone a new name, Ronnie? Uh, I don't remember. Maybe a nickname, but I don't remember, no. So, if you do not give a contribution, it just takes longer. But there's this whole thing about 
showing up empty-handed and leaving empty-handed and it's it's a it's a pretty strong philosophy in a lot of eastern traditions where like that's why people show up with gifts and we do that in the western world also mm -hmm. you never really want to receive anything without giving because then you're really just taking and it's not a it's, it's not a balanced energy you know grow, growing up my dad one of the things my dad always instilled in me was don't ask people if they want something when they come to your house give it to them I mean, you definitely employ that so like don't you're a very good host by yeah the you way. are don't, you just give did like one of the best did he give you a motorcycle <laughs> i've got like three at my house <laughs> <laughs> um i think we should wrap this up i think we're at the two hour and four minute mark yeah. I, i'd like to men i'd like to toot my own horn here i we talked about releasing energy and i've had to i've had to pee for like two hours but i've just like pushed it down and pushed it down and I don't know if it's some form of meditation <laughs> is that really true I've had to piss like a racehorse for over two hours I think we're all there with you I didn't, get, I didn't get to bring we were all we were all we're on the same wavelength right collectively That's, yeah. yeah would that be a form of synchronicity if I drove your car people yeah it is definitely I have to pee too um, if I don't sorry if one of these guys is different so you drive a Polaris you are gonna do a naked bike ride mm-hmm you um, were an elite level CrossFitter who's taking a break from CrossFit and you do Kundalini stuff. Mm -hmm. You wash your clothes with nuts. Um, you are ready to contribute to the world. By the way, I'd wear a Ronnie Teasdale shirt if it was a cool shirt. Like if it had like a dude with a man bun on like right here or something. <laughs> <laughs> or something cool. You need a shirt. You do have great hair. Um, Gracias. You one time, uh, we didn't get to talk about it on this show. Uh, we should talk about it the next time you come back. You seduced a woman while you were naked. To, whoa, when did you hear that? Back in back in Michigan. No, no. No, no. No, no, no. But oh. you were naked and you seduced a woman who wasn't naked. Yes. Yeah, that's an amazing achievement. It I was It was great. It, that's the kind of confidence you need to drive the car you drive. Um, <laughs> you uh, have been on the podcast a second time. Uh-huh. And um, and you did the CrossFit Open this year. Yeah. Right. All true. And you have a new name, Robbie Chonder. Chonder. Matt. I do not have any other questions. I feel pretty fulfilled. Can you have him do it? Oh yeah, hey Eric. Yeah. You you want to land the plane? <laughs> it almost didn't. It almost didn't seem like we. Like know. a real podcast. No, I... That sounds awesome. <laughs>